<laughs> I got you live. <laughs> Wanted to hear you whispering into the mic over I there. I was looking. I don't know when I'm on and when I'm not. And then when you, I heard you do dooting in the headphones and I knew we were live. Knew. Yeah, I was waiting for you to do do doodle. Over I was there. trying to get everything together. I was I was hoping that you you would do do doodle. I should say it like oh, that. Oh, that's what. It and is. I disappointed no. you. <laughs> <laughs> you got that there one. There you go. All right. Hello and happy Monday to everyone. Happy New Year. Happy twenty twenty three. Hello, Tiffany. How are you Hello. doing? Hello. Happy New Year. I'm fine. Awesome. What? Are you fine or you're fantastic? Oh, a little I mean, hesitation there. A little there. hesitation, but I have to say, I guess, fantastic. Awesome. Good. I had, I had to think about it. I'm like, you know what? There's nothing really, really bad. Good, good. I have a question for you. Hopefully, I have an answer for you. I'm sure you do. So, last year was the year, it was of your the, year. Of the year of the tiger? That's what you're getting at? Yeah. Yes. So, what's this year? Year of the rabbit. Year of the oh. bunny. It's supposed to be the luckiest year for everyone. Oh, so yeah, if I'm yeah. a rooster, it's still going to be lucky for me. It's still going to be lucky for you. That's okay. right. That's right. So Let's it's, hope the little money is Yeah, good. it starts technically, what is this, the second? It's kind of the the new moon celebration that uh, starts now. The lunar celebration starts now. But I believe the 22nd is the official. January 22nd? Yes, I believe okay. uh, is the official uh, Chinese New Year. New Year. Okay. And that's when it switches from the tiger to the rabbit. To the rabbit. So yes. is the rabbit not the bunny? Well, I, I think it's anything. But it's know, right, the, right. the technical yes, yes, is the, the rabbit. rabbit. Okay. Right. But that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's probably a different word in Chinese. I don't know and the name. Good point. <laughs> yes. All right. So you know what it is. I know. It's that, okay. It's that rodent and with it's, long ears. Okay. Good luck, though. There, oh, yeah. For it's going to be great luck so for everyone. So it's going to be really a rabbit. Yes. You get extra, extra good oh, luck? Oh, super duper extra. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. was wondering about that. Someone sent yeah. a, um, a thing to me. Oh, asking about it? Um, Saying happy, uh, it was a happy Chinese New Year. Okay, thing. yeah, and, yeah. And so, so I'm like, so right. The Lunar New Year starts tonight, but then I think the 20th year, the 20th, 20th or the 22nd, I'm pretty sure the 22nd is the official Chinese New Year Good. where we switch over to the Year of the Rabbit. Woo-hoo. All right, so everyone's going to be really happy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I thought you, you, you sucked me in on that one. I thought you wanted me to say that one. All right, so so happy Monday, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy Lunar New Year as well. You are listening to Master Happiness. Uh, You are listening to Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. I am your host, Marty Gillespie. Of course, I couldn't do it by myself. I need my bestest buddy there. Tiffany. There you go. Sometimes known as the Tiffaroo, the Tiffinator, all types of cool little names over there. And she's excited about the year of the rabbit. You I can am. Tell. So you got a lot of high hopes for this coming year, right? Oh my gosh, it needs to be better. Well, you know what? This is what's funny Can is I-, I go through the. Yeah, I'm going to let you cut in in a second. I just want to say this: this whole thing. It's really funny how I really just keep preaching this idea of enjoy the day. You know, enjoy what's going on and just have a good time. You, you know, we're not promised it tomorrow, and I'm living this, and I'm telling people, and they're like, you're right, I believe this, I believe this, and then we're going, it's New Year's, oh, I hope New Year, next year is better. What? Wait, you were you were supposed to be having a great year every day, and they're like, yeah, but I hope next year is better. Okay, can okay. I tell you why? Ask me, tell so me, tell me. So many people have passed away. Yeah. So many people. I mean, it's unbelievable. At work, um, every person had someone in their family pass away. Yeah. Everyone in it's, the office. It's. I mean, it, I, I'm like, are you kidding me? Everyone in the office had someone pass away. That is, you know, and I, I don't want to make light of, of death, okay? But it's this is part of it. This is what should be one of our reminders. It's terrible when someone we really care for leaves or, you know, dies, passes away. 
But we've got to prepare ourselves for this. And we've got to say everyone we know is going to die. But all together in one year? Yeah, I, I know it's <laughs> sad. Right, right. Like, oh my come God. on, people. Yeah, because now, you know, what's going to happen is they're going to go through. And uh, I think the previous show, the big show over here, Ron was listing some of the famous actresses and oh. actors who had passed away. And that's always sad uh, to see what's going to happen. But, you know, that's all part of life. It's, you know... In fall and winter, the plants die, and in the spring, yeah. it's all new birth. And so all these children are going to turn into something wonderful. You know, all the babies and the little kids are growing up and becoming something because they've learned from the people who were here before them, okay? And so we have to hope that these little kids turn into something wonderful, what they've learned from the people who've been here before, okay? Uh, it would be terrible. Think about this. Nobody died. Think of that. How, if nobody died, if you knew you were never going to die... You know what? I, I would like it would be very populated. Well, it would be yeah, very, very populated. And I really believe and I hate to say this and I don't mean to be uh, the Debbie Downer, but I believe that we wouldn't get anything accomplished because I think people would procrastinate even more going, huh? what do I, I don't have to do it today because I'm going to live here forever. Yeah. So why diet? Why exercise? Why invent anything? Why do anything? Because I'm going to be here forever. It would I, I think maybe somebody would say there's a necessity for things, but I think we'd turn out to be a little bit lazy. I think understanding and accepting death and knowing it's around the corner, it's coming for each and every one of us, excites us. It's coming for us. It's coming for us. We are going to die, okay? Every day I'm a little bit closer to death, okay? And I know it sounds, somebody out there is going, all right, there, we're done. I'm not listening to this show anymore, okay? But we did a show a while ago on death, and maybe again sometime uh, in the spring. I Actually, in the spring, I think it would be good to maybe talk about that again, uh, come at a different... Uh, aspect, a different uh, point of view about death because how important death is in order for life to to begin. So maybe we'll take a look it's, at that. It but, needs to be talked about. Yes. I'm just saying it's not one of my favorite shows. No, I, I understand. But it does okay. need to be talked about. Yes, yes. And, um, and I really am not trying to make light of people dying. It's awful. I've had plenty of people in my life die and it's I've fallen apart. It's 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 heartbreaking. But you've got to use it as a learning experience to say, treasure the people you're with because you don't know when they're going to go. Okay. And and it's not always, oh, they got really sick and I knew it was going to happen. Sometimes sometimes it's just suddenly. Okay. So, um, yes. So let's let's move forward. Let's think about this. And rather than uh, dwell on the idea of the sorrow for their death, let's celebrate their life. Okay. So. Uh, I don't have a list of celebrities who passed away. I wish I would have. This would have been something good because I would have liked to talk about some of the celebration of some of the things that they have done mm-hmm. in the previous leading up to this. But um, maybe we'll do that another show. Maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. Because just because it's a new year doesn't mean we have to do that. No. So today we're talking about hope. Yay! All right. Last week we talked about disappointment yes. right after Christmas about trying, you know, people get things or they ask for things and they don't get it a lot of times. Uh, not just at Christmas time, but throughout life. This, starting the new year, I wanted to talk about hope and just looking towards the future. And specifically, I wanted to do this whole thing because I don't want anyone to be confused about my statements, my actions, when I tell everyone, live for today, we don't know if tomorrow's going to come, because then you can say, well, well, then what are you hoping for, right? Uh, oh, I get it. All right, so there, it's it kind of in in contrast, the way I'm speaking, but... I truly do hope for things in the future. I hope I'm alive tomorrow. I hope I can see my family and friends. And I hope, you know, my children will will do wonderful things. I hope a lot of different things. I hope that we get 
uh, another 100,000 listeners to our show. Okay, there are lots of things like that. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from believing that today might be my last day. So I'm going to enjoy my day. Every day I'm going to find a reason to shine, a reason to sharpen, and a reason to share what I've learned. Okay, so today we're going to talk about hope. All right, and so uh, with that, I just want to read this little thing for you. All right, hope is that guiding light through the toughest times of our lives, Aww. right? Isn't that true? It's just that little bit. Uh, hope gives us, nice. gives us a reason to stay on track, to keep fighting, to chase our goals and dreams. Hope can be fruitless, but then turns into lessons that better define our hope in the future. All right, a lot of times people hope for things that can never come true. Okay, uh, hope starts our engine, and it is the fuel that drives us towards winning. But we must be honest with ourselves about our abilities and desires. We must identify what is possible, probable, and plausible, and then follow through. We can't just rely on hope. We no. actually have to work at it. Get to work at yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the Even way it goes. Even in the year of the bunny? Even in the year of the bunny. Well, more things will come true. More of our wishes will come true. But oh. wishing and hoping are two different things. Totally two different. All right. Uh, so today, you know what we're going to do is we're going to talk about seven types of hope. This was really interesting during my uh, research. Seven different types, types of, of hope. hope. Yes, okay. yeah. And Bob Hope was not one of them. Oh. Okay. Uh, hoping, and we're going to hope that, you know, you'll grasp something we're going to be talking about and you'll you'll pull us in and use it. And then plus, I want to talk to you a little bit later about the idea of a pirate's treasure map. Okay. As a new way of journaling for hope. All right. So yeah. remind me of that at some point in time. All right. And so what I want to do right away is like we do every week, Tiffany, you know, what we always say here on Bacon Bits with Master Happiness is everything, everything, absolutely everything in the world is better with bacon, right? Every- as long as it's extra crispy. <laughs> I don't know if you really want it extra crispy with like when it's around like filet mignon, you know? Yeah. yeah. No. You don't no. want it raw. No, no, not raw, but a little chewy. You need to be able to cut through it without crumbling. All right. But if and- it's extra crispy, you have all that. The flavor. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. All right. So anyway, everything that bacon touches makes it a little bit better. And so what we do is we solve all the world's problems. We talk about everything we talk about every week. We apply a little bacon to it. And it's not the bacon for chewing. It's the bacon for doing, right? All right. And so the acronym B-A-C-O-N, I'm going to read through these really quick about hope, the benefits of hope. And then what we'll do is I want to go through this whole idea of the seven types of hope uh, and then get back into what are the benefits of hope and you know, how, why, why we should have hope. Because I think we've talked about also in the past of people that we know who tend to not have hope. All right. They just say, I'm just going to live day by day and I don't really care what happens. I, I'm not going to have any high expectations for anything. Right. Okay. So B, uh, hope beats anxiety. It beats anxiety. Okay. Uh, hope is, is sitting completely opposite of anxiety. Both of them, hope and anxiety, are looking towards the future, but hope is looking towards the future in a positive way, anxiety in a negative way, okay? That was good. Uh, A, it affects us academically and athletically, okay? In other words, when we are hoping and dreaming and pushing ourselves in a specific direction, uh, what happens is we go through a change within our body. The more we think positive about what will happen actually makes changes within our body. It goes through the whole thing. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail. Uh, C, hope uh, turns our, it's challenges versus threats. So things that get in our way, Mm -hmm. we don't view as a threat like I should be afraid of it. We view it as a challenge. Hope allows us to view obstacles as a challenge so that we can overcome them as opposed to running away from them. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, O is overall life satisfaction. 
hopeful people, people who look forward to things and, and, and believe things will come true, have overall life satisfaction. They're just happier people. Makes sense. Okay. And then N is it neutralizes stress. Okay. The things that cause us stress most of the time are when we look forward to things that, and we think everything's going to fall apart. If we cop more of a hopeful attitude towards the future, our stress levels go down. And when our stress levels go down, that affects us physically, mentally, psychologically, et cetera. All right. So that's what it is. My, my quote for today, the oh, quote good. I wrote, oh, I, wrote I wrote a quote. This All is right. a Marty Jalove. This is a Marty Jalove. Okay. Practice, patience, and persistence prepares us for the race while hope holds our hand. Oh. You like that? Kind of a little tongue twister. Yeah. There. I, well, that way you know for sure I wrote it. Good All right. Point. All right. So before we get into this, I just gave you a little quote of Rudy. You got, you have yeah. a quote for us? You got any quotes there? Tiffany, you've always come up with the greatest quotes. Uh, uh. And then I love the, the trivia game you usually play with quotes where the listeners have to guess who wrote it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten is Lloyd. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hope is being able to see that there is light despite of all the darkness. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And obviously it's, it's figuratively, but it's also... Uh, very, very actual and real. When you're deep in a hole, there's that light coming through. That's that's our exit. There's always going to be a way out. A yes, yeah. Desmond Tutu. What a good guy. He's he's actually good. I, there's a great book. Uh, Reverend Desmond Tutu wrote with um, the Dalai Lama. Oh and, my goodness, that would be. Oh my god, it's it's the Book of Joy, and it's it's the seriously. Oh my god, it's a, it's an incredible book. Incredible. It's called book. book of Joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yes, the two of them. It's about a great interview between the two of them. Wow. Uh, they get together and they just talk about joy. And it's it's the multiple steps of joy. These are the things you need in your life in order to be truly joyful. And so, okay, yeah. the, so they kind of stole the idea of the show long before we did. Um, wh- who'd you say? Um, Desmond, Desmond Tutu, Tutu and, and the Dalai Lama. Dal- yeah. I think I might have to get that one. That's a, that is a good book. Isn't it yeah. easy read? Have you read it? Yes, I have read. Is I did the audio book and I read read it. Yes, um, because they're, it's broken down into cool chapters, and it's kind of done uh, as an interview because somebody's interviewing them, talking to them. So you can read these individual chapters, and they talk about their history, about what they went through. So they said when we talk about, like, humor is, is very important. When they talk about humor, they talk about some of the awful things that went on in their lives and how they had to use humor to get through it. Wow. Okay. And so, yeah. It's, but it's, it's an easy read. Yes, it's yes, not like yes. a lot of big words and not stuff. Not a lot of big it, words. It's, it's a pop-up book. So, so See, it's even not better. even better. Right? Even better. Okay. And half of it's a coloring book. There's so a lot good. of these books out there that I get and I, I don't understand sure, them. Sure, sure. So it, there's, um, uh, and the audio would probably be maybe a oh, little yeah, bit the audio, easier. The too. audio I really liked because what that really did was it, it, um, you made it, you feel like you were sitting there with the interview. That's what I like. And and you felt like, oh, I'm in the audience and they're yeah. asking the questions. And it's kind of like, oh, that's a good question. I would have yeah. asked that question. Okay, so that's, that's, that's great. Okay, good, the good. Bo- the Book of Joy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Kind of excited about that. Very, very, very good book. Wonderful. I like referring back and forth to it because it's got some wonderful, wonderful messages. Wow. And as rough of a life as we ever think we have, oh. these these people had such a difficult life, but then came through and just said, no, we're going to be happy. Yeah. So like I said, they stole the idea for the show long before we started it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should have him on as a guest. Yeah, we should try that. Yeah. yeah. That, there you that, go. Yeah. Right, you, make, you make some calls. I, okay? I'll do it. I, I'll, I'll get my connections. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. So first off, what I want to do here is talk about what they consider the seven uh, types of hope. All right. 
and uh, I got it written down here somewhere. Let me see. Who wrote this? This is because, you know, you look through when you Google these kind of things and you're looking up information. It's amazing. Somebody goes, there's four types of hope. Someone else goes, there's 18 types of hope. Someone else says there's seven. So I just look for something. I'm going to go, all right, I'm reading through this. I'll, I'll go along with this. Okay. So this looks like it is uh, Julie uh, Naras, the author of Apprenticed to Hope. A source book for difficult times. Okay, so this is what she's talking about, and I, and I really like this. And some of them kind of overlap a little bit, but it's important for us to think about these types of hope and ask ourselves when we are hoping for something in the future, where do we fall in line? Which one of these hopes are we aligned with? Because you're going to see some of them are these fruitless types of hope. Some of these are unrealistic, where you're saying this doesn't make sense. I should I should be more realistic. Okay, Uh, what's most important, though, is, like I said, is hoping for something, wanting something, dreaming for something, wishing for something will do nothing unless you're going to act upon it. Okay, just sitting there closing my eyes and I go, I hope I win the lottery. Okay, and then at the end of your life, you go, I never won the lottery and I hoped every day. And somebody's going to say, did you ever buy a ticket? No, I didn't buy a ticket. Well, you didn't at least do the smallest amount to get there. Okay. So the first type of hope is called inborn hope, all right? And this is the kind of hope that children have. Children wow. just automatically, they're, they're born being hopeful people. And it's unfortunate because as they grow uh, and they have to deal with adults too often, they start to see that, that uh, people start to let them down. And the more people let them down, the more people, uh, you know, upset them and go against their words, that hope is lost. Okay, so children immediately have no reason to uh, disbelieve somebody. They're just honest and beautiful and, and trusting. Okay, and anyone who steals the hope from children, it's just awful. And I know people do it accidentally. They, maybe they have to do it as kids are growing. They have, to, they have to teach them certain things. But it's a beautiful thing for kids when they're growing up just to have this inborn hope that they see. Because they, they can only base things on what's happening in their normal day-to-day life, right? And so they look at this and they go, so I just have hope for tomorrow because obviously I've had a great day, so tomorrow will be a great day too, okay? And when you just think about that, if we can get back in touch with that, how beautiful, how happy it is to be to be that, that child's mentality again, okay? And some people are going to go, well, that's not completely realistic, is it? All right, <laughs> because not everything goes our way. All right, the next one is going to be what's called chosen hope, all right? And I, they're not in any particular order. But chosen hope is when a person is very sick. Maybe it's somebody who has cancer or something like that and is dying, but they choose to believe that no matter what the doctors say, they say, I'm going to get better. I understand everything against me, but I'm going to keep this positive attitude. I'm just going to get better. All right. And there's nothing that backs them. They're just choosing that in that direction. I have a Tiffany story. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. (laughs) So I worked with a woman that um, had cancer and she had it pretty much all over her body and the doctors gave her a certain amount of time sure and uh um she said i am going to um live to see my my daughter graduate high school yeah and she did good and um then she's like um when she gets married i'm gonna be at my daughter's wedding Uh and she did nice she broke all the rules but she had like goals and hope for herself right each small little 
And, yes, yes. And she survived a lot longer than what the doctors had. Good. I think there's something so strong to it, something that we don't understand yet as human beings. You know, a doctor, uh, I'm going to, you know, say these doctors do a wonderful job. The vast majority of doctors. All right. Uh, they're looking at this and they're looking at all the evidence. They're looking at past experiences. Okay. But there's something more to human beings. Oh, okay? absolutely. When we can, when we can say automatically that laughter is a great form of medicine, but the doctors can sit there going, I don't know why it works. Okay. We know that these people are laughing and they, and, and, uh, their serotonin level goes up and, and things start working and it's just, it's really cool. But sometimes the doctor's like, well, we're not exactly sure why it happens. It just, it seems to happen. All right. And there's, that's just a touch of the iceberg. There's so many other things like that, like hope where people are saying, I refuse to die. I can't die right now. Okay. Cause I've got to hold on for just a little bit longer to see something, to be there for something. And that is tremendous. And that's that whole thing that, um, I believe you hear people saying, uh, that person was just ready to die. And so they died. Okay. And it's kind of like we, we talk about it, but we don't really think about it that we do. We probably do have some control, a limited amount of control within us I agree. to say, I'm not ready to die today. Yeah. I got to hold on just a little bit longer. Okay. And then it's kind of like where you say, okay, everything's good. Now it's time for me to leave. All right. And that's, that's beautiful. I, and I wish that we could capture that. We, I wish we could understand that. And, yeah. Okay. We won't so, until the time comes. There you go. That's right. And then, yeah, it'll be the time. Oh, I just <laughs> learned how to do this. But no, I can't share it with you because I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> Good. You're laughing about death, yeah, Tiffany. Yeah. All right. You know why? Because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to come back and haunt y'all. <laughs> <So I'll tell you. laughs> All right. So that was Inborn Hope and Chosen Hope. This next one is called Borrowed Hope. Okay. And Borrowed Hope is when someone else... You're sitting there going, oh, nothing's going to happen, but somebody else is giving you some, No, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. They're giving you so much hope that you suddenly go, all right, I, I start to believe you because somebody else is giving me this much hope. All right, they're, they're doing it, and, you're, and it's somebody you trust, you love, you think is honest, and they're like, look, I can't explain why, but you're going you're gonna to make it. I think you're going to do this. All right, I think it's, uh, it's funny it's this, it's, it's kind of like this when, um, I would go bike riding with my wife, she would raise money for the American, uh, lung association. All right. And when we first started dating, this was her big thing. One weekend, uh, a year we would go on these big bike rides that were about 150 miles. Now I liked, I liked to ride a bike. Okay. But that was a, a big distance. So it was three days, 50 miles a day around. And so I went in the first, I would just say, well, I'm riding the first day and I'll ride the last day. I'm not riding three days in a row. Can't do it. And I was very proud of myself, how I would, I would do a fairly good job. My wife, dynamite. She's just Wonder Woman. She would zip through it like it was nothing. Okay. Uh, but my brother, baby Joe, came on the ride with us once. And he's, you know, fairly fit. He's a fireman, you know, and stuff like that. And so he's riding it like it's nothing. It's not that big of a deal. And it's up and down these hills uh, around Lake Geneva. All right. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was really nice. And so this idea of we're riding and somebody passes us and um, this is this borrowed hope. And he looks at me as we're riding, goes, you're going to let them pass you like that? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to let them. You could do it. You could do it, Marty. Go get them. Get them. Get them, Marty. Get them. Right. And it's this inspiration and it's the motivation that at that point I'm like, oh, I passed the guy. And at any other point I would have been like, yeah, good for him. Right. There's no way I couldn't hope to catch up with him. Right. 
But my brother, knowing that I'm at that point of exhaustion, that I'm not even thinking straight, I'm just trying to pedal. He's like, you could do it. You could do it. And I found myself pedaling faster and faster and switching gears and switching gears into the highest gear that I've ever had, pedaling as fast as I could, right? And I ended up catching the guy, right? Um, now, the guy didn't know I was chasing him because no. the guy probably would have gone faster and I would have never caught But the whole idea of I caught him and then I'm suddenly I'm like, I don't really like riding this fast because I don't want to wipe out. <laughs> All right? You did yeah. it because you didn't want his, your little baby brother. What? Um Teasing me? Yeah. No, no, no. There's certain things about Joe. I'll tell you, there's certain things about Joe. He wouldn't have teased me. He would have said, you could have done it. You, I know you could have done it. He is a, he is a great cheerleader. He's a, he is not, he is, he'll, uh, there are select times that we'll tease each other and other times that he is a hero. Huh. That he'll come and say, you did a great job. Oh, that was awesome. And he just, you know. But you would totally tease him. Oh, yeah, completely. That's, I said, he's the hero, the cheerleader, <laughs> not me. No, I'm, I'm the clown, the goofball, the sarcastic one. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, but he, that was, he gave me the hope. Uh, I borrowed the hope. There was no way I thought I could uh, catch this guy. And then he, I was like, really? You think I could do this? Of course you can. And because of that, I was able to take his the hope that he gave me, that motivation, that inspiration. And now, was he right by your side the whole he time? Was, you, well, this this whole thing, I'm like, I am going flying. I'm going so fast. And as I pass the guy, I turn, and yeah, he's like 10 feet behind yeah, me. I, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so you're not making it look different. And he's like, oh, were we switching gears? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. All right. So uh, the next one is Bargainer's Hope. Okay. And this you probably understand. This is the one where you're going to go, oh, my gosh, I just hope. I, you know, I'll do anything. I'll go to church every Sunday. Exactly. Just make me, make me, you know, better. Make me win the lottery and I'll go to church. If you win the lottery, I'll give 75% charity. Okay. That whole thing. Have I ever told you about the, the guy who's looking for a parking space in the parking lot, right? You. Yes. Me. Have I told you this? That you, that you like getting good parking spots? Yes, yes. But uh, but see, this is before. So this other guy, it's pouring and rain. It's around Christmas time. He's going to go shopping, right? And um, he's looking for a parking spot. And there's no spots. And so he's got to park so far away. And he's looking at the door and it's pouring rain. He's like, oh, come on, God. I got to go all the way over there in through the rain. And then I'm going to get the gifts. And I have to bring the gifts through all the rain and stuff. Just please give me a, a better spot. I mean, I'm buying these things for Christmas for people. It's like, please, God. And he starts bargaining with God. Just give me a better parking spot. Just anything. Just any- And if you do that, I'll, I'll go to church on Sunday. God, I will be a better husband. God, I, I'll, I'll be a better father. I, I won't kick the dog. Just do this one thing for me. And just as he said that, the clouds opened up, the rain stops, and the sun shines down right in front of the door, and there's an open spot. So the guy zips in, parks there, turns the car off, looks up and goes, never mind, God, I found one. Okay, so that's the bargaining hope. All right, you like that one, huh? Yeah, and yeah. then he got struck by lightning. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right, so so far we've we've hit the inborn hope with uh, the how kids are are born, chosen hope, which is uh, when we're when we're sick and we're we're dying and we're saying I don't really care what anyone says. I'm choosing to be hopeful. Uh, borrowed hope when some when we need somebody else to give us that hope. Bargainer's hope, where we're like I'm willing to do anything. To get what I, I really am after. The next is unrealistic hope. And this is more like uh, the kids who are are like maybe playing basketball or something. And they're young kids and they're like, I'm going to be the next Michael Jordan. I'm going to be the next LeBron. LeJane, Le, Le, LeBron. Yeah, thank you. I was, I was, <laughs> I, I'm tripping over here. Uh, that uh, they're the ones that are like, I, I know I can do this. I know they can do this. And that's great to hope in that direction. But they need some realism in their life to, to realize that that's one in a billion people become that person, 
okay? One in billions, not even one billion, but one in a billion. And so for the people to say, wow, I'm going to be so wonderful at this that I'll be the best maybe in my school, in my neighborhood. And then suddenly you expand the area and you're like, oh my gosh, these people are really good. Now you're against the best of the best. And then when you're with them, you're going to the larger group. Oh my God. You know, so playing basketball, they might be really good in high school, but now they have to become really good in college. And then it, they get drafted into the pros and there are so many people so much better than them in so many different ways. So this is that unrealistic hope that they have to reconnect to uh, reality in order to to truly say, this is what I'm hoping for. All right. That makes sense to you there, Tiffany? It does. It All does. right. Okay. Now, the worst part, the next step beyond unrealistic hope is called false hope. And these are the people that, um, you know, hoping that I can be the next, uh, you know, uh, Mickey Mantle, uh, Babe Ruth, whatever, uh, or the next president of the United States. I can possibly do that, right? Because somebody has to do that. All right. The that's the unrealistic hope. But false hope is when you get something like a chain letter. okay? (laughs) And (laughs) you're laughing at that going, they never seem to work. Or it's a Nigerian prince says, I've got all this money and I'll give you $100,000. All I need you to do is this, this and this. That's the false hope that there's really nothing, nothing real tied to it. okay? but something deep inside us wants that thing so bad that we're willing to be hopeful that even though we know that that's wrong, it's not going to happen. We we go against all odds, and that's the type of stuff that really ends up hurting us, okay? Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that leads towards that stress or anger that really, really hurts people, okay? So that's that one. And then the last one is called mature hope, okay? And mature hope is just this whole thing of saying, um, I am hopeful for things in the future, but I'm not setting a deadline to it. In other words, these are the things that I just believe I'm hoping that I will have a good life. I'm hoping that uh, things will work out. I'm hoping that I'll be healthy. And I'm willing to work at that kind of thing. But I'm not saying uh, it's got to happen tomorrow. What okay? was that one called? That is called just mature hope. Just mature. Okay. It's more, that leans more towards optimistic, optimism, having an optimistic life. And just saying, I just believe that things will work out. They, not, they won't necessarily work out exactly as I want them to, but I'm hopeful that I'm going to have a good life and I'm going to do everything I can in order to do that. And that's the strongest one. That's the direction we should all be heading towards. Hmm. All right. Those are my seven, seven uh, types of hope based on some reading by a, uh, a woman named Julie uh, Naras, the author of Apprenticed to Hope, a source book for difficult times. Hmm. All right. All right. So before we jump into any, any of this further, Tiffany, you you haven't given us a quote in a while. Uh, hope is the one thing that can get us through the darkness of times. And that's pretty much the same thing yeah, of but, the other one. Well, who said that? Desmond 222. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he was he was kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're at the end of the, your rope, yes. tie a knot and hold on. Oh, I like that. That's beautiful. Figured to wear a rose belt. Nice. See, I like I like that. He he had some good stuff. He was a tough guy, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Yeah. It was Teddy. Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt, yes. Should we he have was, him on the show? We should have him on the oh. show. Yeah, call him. Him and Desmond Tutu. Tim. Have the two of them together. Okay. That would good. be awesome. All righty. All right. But no, no, I, I believe that. I like that because he was he was the kind of guy, let's you know, he'd say bully bully. Okay. Uh he was a big fighting guy. Was he the one that uh not, sang that song? Not bully bully, just bully bully. Oh. Yes, but that would have been good, right? Yeah, but he uh, and he just felt that whole idea. Uh, uh, you know, he said something about um, carrying a big stick. Now I can't remember the first line. 
Okay. I um, can't help you. It was beautiful. Either. There you go. You know what? This show, if nothing else, this show is a, a great representation of misquoting people. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> or just quoting people and go, I don't know. Somebody yeah, said that. I don't know. Someone somebody said, said that. Lloyd. Right. But I do like that. When you're at, at the end of your rope, in other words, I love that. What's your end, end of the rope? Don't give up. You tie a knot and it makes it easier to Hang hold on there. to. There you go. I'm loving it. Okay. All right. So I want to get back to the bacon that we talked about. All right. Okay. The bacon that the benefits of living a life filled with hope. All right. So B is the idea of B is uh, it beats anxiety. So hope versus anxiety. Would you say, Tiffany, for yourself, okay. or would you say you're more of a hopeful person or more of an anxious person? Anxious leading towards anxiety. How and can stress? you even say that without <laughs> a asking, straight face? I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally anxiety. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's why I so, go to therapy. <laughs> Come on. You couldn't even say that with a straight face. No. no but, but you know how. But here, here's something but I want But when I do get into yes. the anxiety. I have to stop and think, and then I go for the hope. Good. So I'm at the point of knowing when it's anxiety, and yeah, then I do yeah. stop, and then I try for hope. Right. Okay, So good. I do. Good, good. But yeah, big-time anxiety. All right, so I remember when I described myself, and I said, I'm going to use the acronym BACON to describe myself, and I use ANXIOUS as the A. I'm an anxious person. I want, you know, when I get an idea for something, I get focused on it. That's the only thing I want to do. So I'm, I'm like that. But you get it done. Most of the time. Mo yeah, you know, 95% of the time, 80% of the time. <laughs> so, um, but I'm an anxious person, but I try not to let that lead towards anxiety, okay? I try not to let that stress me out so much because I'm also the type of person I'm going, all right, I'm going to apply some logic to it. Can I get it done? Uh, is it something I can change? Is it something that I have control over? If I do, then let me work on it. If I don't have control over it, then I have to live with it. Okay, so I, I believe that. I really work at that, uh, you know, diligently. So I think that I'm definitely more of a hopeful person. Like, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Tomorrow will be fine. It'll be okay. All right, I truly believe that. Sometimes, out of these seven hopes, sometimes my hopes might be a little unrealistic. I try to lean towards the mature hope. But I, I'll definitely say sometimes, yeah, sure. If I can't do that, you We're know. We're going to get another million listeners. Yeah, exactly. Easily. <laughs> Another million. I said another hundred thousand. Let's let's not exaggerate. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the A is it affects us academically and athletically. All right. Well, you've heard about they did this thing with basketball players a while ago. Wow. This whole show we're talking about basketball players. This is like we're we're such uh, basketball aficionados. Mm. All right. So they did it with basketball players and they took uh, equal talented people. And uh, at a basketball camp or a college or something like this, uh, I only remember the, the important part of the study. And what they did was they told one group, just get a good night's sleep, watch TV, do whatever. Don't even think about basketball, just do whatever. And they gave them things to, to, to distract them. The other team, they said, we want you to concentrate on shooting free throws. Just concentrate. Picture yourself. Not at, doing it. Just, just visualize yeah, Exactly. Okay. That's it. Just visualize it. Okay. Stand there. Like each one of you are standing there and you're making one basket after another, after another. And they're swishing. They're going in there. Just picture it. No misses. All night long. We just want you to concentrate. Just think about it. Right? And so the next day when they had the two teams play and they did a free throw contest, the team that visualized it just did astronomically better just dramatically better than the team that was distracted and hadn't thought about it. And this was a team that was very, they divided them up equally based on talent and just the visualization and the lack of visualization changed the physical outcome of the experiment. Hmm. 
So just that whole idea. And so that's all based on hope that what they sat there and they were thinking to themselves, yes, I hope I can make it. I, I know I can visualize actually making it, seeing it happen, while the others weren't even thinking negatively, not even the opposite. They were just not thinking about it. And so that proved that just this visualization, the idea of of concentrating on a positive outcome actually worked. It changed their their athletic ability and their academic ability because then they repeated the study in many times with people uh, doing uh, practicing for a test. Okay, one of the uh. one of the toughest parts for tests is the anxiety people go through. That, so me. Okay, and so when they do, like certain people do practice tests, or they'll 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 have people cram for exams and things like that. And there's other little shortcuts that sometimes work and sometimes don't. But it's when they uh, are constantly reassuring the students to saying, "You're good at this. I, tests are difficult. We understand that. And and sometimes you're going to make mistakes because you're pushed to your limit at that moment." But if you be hopeful and you know you can do it because you have the ability, you've studied, you know the information and tell, told them just keep concentrating on the idea of the answers coming to you. When they come into that, they come in with less anxiety immediately and they do better uh, academically. Hmm. When they have wishes and hopes to say, I think I can do this, they end up succeeding more in every aspect of life. Okay, so even even and it's and so we've limited it here to academics and athletic performance. But what happens is, like I said, it's in every aspect of your life. If you concentrate, if you go to bed every night and say, I will be a better father. Okay, I will be a better husband. I'll just be a better human being. The more you do this and you keep telling yourself that and you're hopeful that it will happen and you're hopeful that the things will come your way, they will actually happen. You have a better chance of doing it. Okay, and just think about it. You know, we'll go back to the mountain climbing idea we've talked about very often. Would you rather be climbing a mountain? Let's say you're holding the rope behind somebody. Ahead of me is the the experienced climber. Okay, okay, and he's climbing, and you're and you're you know I don't know about you, but I'd be a little spooked climbing a mountain. Okay, and I'm behind him, and he's hammering the little pegs in the, in the in the side of the mountain. He's tying the ropes, and he's going up. Would you rather him constantly be going? We're going to make this. I know we're going to make this. I absolutely know we're going to make this. Or I have no idea if we're going to make this. We could slip and fall at any moment. (laughs) I would be like, what? Why are you talking now? Why didn't you tell us before we took off? So it's him being that hopeful and that positive would also then make me a better climber as well. All right. And so it's all of that kind of stuff. That positive energy that comes from hope means so much more. Okay. So that's the whole idea of how uh, hope affects us academically and athletically. All right. C is it turns uh, turns those threats into challenges. All right. When we have hope and we see something that's in our way and it could be anything. It could be a physical barrier in our way. It could be a task that we have to complete. Like, oh, I have to build this thing. I have to uh, study for a test. I have to do these projects to make my boss notice me so I can get a raise. If we look upon them as threats, like, oh, this is never going to happen, we will fail because we're prepping ourselves to fail. If we look at them as challenges, I could do this. This is something it's going to be a little hard work, but I'm willing to challenge myself and get better at it. You can see just then if I call something a threat or a challenge, you're going to succeed at a challenge or you have a greater chance of succeeding at a challenge than a threat. And so that's what uh, hope does. It turns threats into challenges. All right. All right. Uh, O is the overall life satisfaction. 
and I think this one is, is probably the most obvious of the whole thing. If I lead a life filled with hope that I'm just constantly hoping, all right, and, I, and remember, some, somebody's going to go, but, yeah, but at a certain point in time, I'm going to be hoping and hoping and hoping, and then I'm going to keep failing, and then it's going to turn around. Right, because the moment it turns around, the moment you give up on hope and go, nothing ever t- comes my way, I, I've been hoping that it's failing, the moment you do that, yeah, your, your life's turning around towards the negative. But if you continue being a hopeful person, life will be just so wonderful for you, okay? And just you'll, you'll just keep saying, I'm grateful for the life I have, and I'm hopeful for the, uh, a greater life in the future, okay? I look upon this whole thing. Uh, I had a, a brother-in-law who used to say this whole, this whole thing. Let's see how it fits in exactly. But he used to say, I can't wait for tomorrow. And we'd say, "What well, really, why? And he goes, because I get better looking every day, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like a Marty uh, quote. No, completely. I love that quote. I was like, every time he'd say that, and he'd go, I can't wait for tomorrow. I'd fall for it. Why are What's happening? Because I get better looking every day. All right. And so he had that attitude. He was, you know, hopeful for tomorrow. He was looking forward to tomorrow. He was not saying, you know, today's my last day. Okay. Um, so he had something very, he had a very positive attitude. And I believe that because of things like that, that's obviously that's a joke, but I also believe when you say things like that, when you believe things like that, then you know what? You do get better looking every day. <laughs> All right. I really think that that's it. You just have over overall greater satisfaction with life because you can look forward to things. I can, I look, I, I look at things around me and stuff like this going, are there problems? Are there things failing, falling apart? Are there things that could destroy me? Yeah. Plenty of things. Okay. There are, why concentrate on those when I can be hopeful for the things that are going right, that they're only going to get better. I'm looking forward to seeing friends. I'm looking forward to seeing my family, looking forward to these kind of things and hoping that, that, uh, their lives get better and better and better. And I just want to share in them and be, uh, uh, humbled by the wonders that, uh, touch their lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what I mean. It's overall life satisfaction. And then, and which would ties this whole thing is uh, it neutralizes stress. We lead, we lead a life all the time where we're stressed out about so much stuff, whether it's the work we're doing, everything we're doing. And sometimes if you're just saying, but if I get through this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, it's going to be so much better. Okay, just a little bit. There's a, a, a way of getting people to, uh, it's called the Pomodoro Method. I, I was trying to think, I'm, I can't remember the name, but it's called the Pomodoro Method, where it's... Uh, to accomplish things that you're working on that sometimes you're like, you, you come to your desk and you go, I have a hundred things I got to get done today. And there's so much, the stress piles up and you go, so I'm not going to do anything. Okay. Happens to uh, so many people. Yeah. All right. Or then, then sometimes people go, well, I'll just do the little thing first, this little thing. And I'm avoiding the big pile and I'll do the little things. So then I've accomplished something. And, uh, you know, somebody was like, no, no, no. The idea, take care of the big stuff first because the little stuff, is not as important as the big thing. Do the most important, the biggest, the, the thing that takes a lot of time. So the Pomodoro method to help you through it says, do it something like uh, work 15 minutes and then give yourself a five minute treat. Okay, or it's maybe work 20 minutes, whatever works for you, work 20 minutes and get a uh, five minute treat, then do another 20 minutes and do, do a five minute treat. And it could be, I just wanna stop, I wanna go eat a cookie, I want to do whatever it is, but in other words, reward yourself in a short period of time. And then after a couple hours of doing this, give yourself a longer treat to say, so if I continue doing this and I work for three hours straight, then I'm going to give myself a bigger treat and be able to do this. 
All right. And when you do that, when then it's a short spurt, because now you look at the clock. I only have to work 20 minutes or I only have to work 25 minutes. I'll do the job and I'll be looking at the clock. going, All right. I can do this. I can do this. Oh, now I get a treat. Now I get a cookie. Okay, (laughs) And then you work on the next project. So what's happening is it creates some hope within us about um, I'm looking forward to that. I get to have that cookie. I get to do this. And I'm hopeful by using this methodology that I'll get things done. And then by the end of the day, I'll really be happy as opposed to adding even more stress to my life, more stress the next day. Okay. So that's how hope uh, neutralizes stress. All right. That's good. All right. Let's hear, let's hear another quote from you, Tiffany. Are you prepped? I'm prepped. This is going to be a good one. Okay. Yeah. Because you're going to know. Well, maybe. uh, I like trying to guess them. Yeah. You're pretty. But I wouldn't have guessed uh, Reverend Tutu. Hmm. No. 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 Okay. Hope is a waking dream. Hope is a waking dream. Mm, and you're going to make try to make me guess who yes, said that. Because this is... Somebody I should know. Yes. Wow. Uh, I, I, would, I wanted to say like Dr. Seuss because that's everyone... Or it's uh, Walt Disney. No. Or it's... Older. Know, older. Much mm-hmm. older. Uh, I think you grew up with them. That's how... <laughs> How old? Abraham Lincoln. Um, <laughs> Who? I don't know. Aristotle. Aristotle. Really? Hope is a waking dream. Yes. Okay. I grew up. No, I was older. I'm much older than Aristotle. <laughs> Who are you kidding? All right. I wish I was that young. Uh, hope is a waking dream. What does that mean to you? There, I'll make it tougher on you. Yeah. You, re- you you read it. You wrote it down. You, you brought it to the show. What does it mean to you? Hope is a waking dream. What you're hoping for is, is, is a waking awake dream. dream. <laughs> what you're hoping for it's not it's not a dream it's your reality i like that there you go i believe that right yeah because it's um it's we have these dreams but hope turns that dream it wakes us up and says this is something that's possible it's plausible i can actually do this i i like this but again i want to stress this whole idea a whole idea of hope that we can't just sit back and hope for things all right those are wishes those are wants those are desires but when uh i truly believe that when we are going to say this is something i hope for this is something that I've looked at and I've said, I do have the ability to do this. I might have to learn a lot. I might have to change. I might have to do things, but I have the ability to accomplish this. I have the ability to get this. I have the ability to be that person. Uh, and I'm willing to put the work into doing it. Because if you're saying, I just, I, I wish I could become a famous basketball player. I don't know why we're talking about basketball today. I don't know why it's basketball in the brain. You have basketball in the brain. That's it. But let's say at this point in time, I'm going to go, I I want to become a professional basketball player. And let's say I've thought about that my entire life, but didn't do anything. That's not hoping. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's that wanting and dreaming. And that's, that's even a a awful dream because it's not something it's, it's obviously not that important to me because I'm not even willing to work for it a little bit. Okay. So that's the whole idea. Hope, hope by itself, uh, it can turn out just to be a dream, okay? But if you really want to hope to be strong, if you want to accomplish something, you've got to work for it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I promised you this one thing about a pirate's treasure map. Yes. All right, are you, are you anxious I, about I this? I had that written down. I All was right. going to remind you. Good, good. All right, because we talk a lot of times on how important it is to journal, to write things down, uh, to end the day like this, to kind of congratulate ourselves. A journal is a way of giving yourself a little hug. To say, this is how I ended my day. This is a really cool thing. Uh, and just 
Uh, we I just watched a movie. Somebody mentioned about how they journaled, and they said they called their journals, and it was in a movie. Uh, this is uh, notes for future future biographers. Okay, and I love that that idea. This is notes for future biographers. In other words, this was a little girl who was writing every night of her life, knowing, hoping I'm going to become something famous, so famous that biographers are going to want to read my notes. Multiple biographers, not just one, but multiple people are going to want to write this uh, the the story of my life, and this is all their notes that they need. So what so, if uh, you have negative thoughts? Do oh, you journal that? I would definitely journal them because, remember, the negative thoughts are the learning points. I would write the negative thoughts like, oh, my God, everything's falling apart. I hate today. Right. I think you got to stop. And when you do that, when you go ahead and write those down, because that's how you're feeling. That's Correct. that's part of who you really are. Okay. Nobody is nobody is uh, sunshine and lollipops all the time. Okay. Love so, that song. Isn't it great? <laughs> um, and so uh, you write that down. But then I think you owe it to yourself. If you can do it that night, wonderful. If you can't do it the next day. But what you need then is to take a little bit of time and do the same thing of what's positive. Something positive happened today. I don't care what it is. The sun came Okay, out. so you're generally saying, today was a horrible day. Um, I got in trouble by my boss. Yeah. I had to work overtime. Got two it was flat tires. Two flat tires. Yeah. It was horrible. But it was a sunny day. Something. something just give something, something there at gotcha. the end. Okay. In other words, it's you're giving yourself hope okay. that there's something. Don't okay. don't bury yourself in that garbage. Give yourself that little bit of light. Okay. Okay, that's what so it is. So vent it out. Uh-huh. Write it all yeah, down. Because it's the then, reality. And then right. We can't, find something. Right. We can't hide that. We can't pretend that everything is wonderful. Life sometimes sucks. Life life gives us garbage. It 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 dumps on us. Okay? And I've told you in the past that what happens is when life is that rough and it just, you know, sometimes we need a good cry every once in a while. Sometimes we need our own pity party. All right. You need that. That's part of human nature. That's that's something we can't control. It's something that I don't believe you should just hold in and bury it within yourself. You, When the time is right, when you're either alone or when you're with the right people, let it out. Let it get it out and say, this is I, I, I am upset with life. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm I'm sad. Whatever it is, nothing's going right. Okay, get that all out. But then take a deep breath. And it might take it might you might be able to do it in 10 seconds. You might have it might take you 10 hours to turn it around and say, but look at it again. Is there any positive? Even if the positives I learned not to stick my tongue on a mousetrap. Okay, something like that. All right. <laughs> I decided to stop talking about basketball. Okay. <laughs> so whatever the deal is, uh, come up with something that you at least learned from it or something positive, you know? Okay. Um, so that's that's the important thing. But so I, don't just every night write something pos- positive. No, no. If you're having a bad day, right. you write down your right. bad day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So here, this is this one of these things I, I like to do. So uh, I have a book of uh, Sudo- Sudoku puzzles, okay? Uh, and so you gave me a wonderful book last year, I, really, which I yeah, didn't understand. Yeah. But. No, but it was it was a good book. But I have another one that's kind of just it's just plain Sudoku puzzles. And um, easy, medium, or hard? It's it starts out beginner and it keeps getting harder and harder. Okay. Right. So there's sections. So okay. I'm I think I'm in the hard section. I did okay. all the easy and the medium. I'm okay. in the hard ones. And but I do this thing where I don't erase on the pages. If I, I'm writing in pencil, but if I make a mistake, I'm like, oh, I made a mistake, and I look. And suddenly it's like, no, this doesn't work. There's two threes here. And oh, I made a mistake. Sometimes I'll look and I'll try to fix it. Okay. If I can find the fix. 
But other times what I do is I write loser across the whole thing and I circle it. You do not. Yeah, I do. And oh my God, I've told people I love that that's I love that expression that you're saying, yeah, because it goes it should go against everything I've ever said is don't call yourself a loser because it comes true. But I write it kind of teasing myself. Because what I do is I'm kind of like going, all right, goofball, you know, you're calling yourself a loser. Because I would call, I would, I sometimes being mean will do that to other people. And I'm sorry for those people I've done that to. Uh, but I write that across there because I use it as a lesson when I'm doing the next puzzle. I look back and I go, all right, the reason I did that was because I really wasn't paying attention. All right. And if I'm going to do this, this is not just, you know, silly Billy throwing numbers around. Pay attention because you can get this right. And so it's just a little way that I do this. I'm, am I suggesting everyone do this? No, because a lot of people, based on your expression, <laughs> you would never write you that. I don't mind doing that because I'm doing it in a funny way for myself. I don't re- I don't write loser to say, I am a loser. I am awful. I can never do another Sudoku. No, I, I love doing Sudokus. I do at least one every day. All right. And so sometimes I fail at them. Sometimes I have to, I do the electronic ones. And if I fail, then I'll, then I'll redo it. I'll reset it and say, I got to do it again. And find out where I made my mistake. Okay? So I love doing them because it keeps my mind active. But in the paper book, if I screw up, I can't find the fix, loser. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, getting back to this this pirate map. This okay. is what I want you to do. Okay. Is think about this. We talk about journaling and how wonderful journaling is. And we talk about how you have to write all this stuff down. But sometimes, like I've said before... If we do the same thing over and over and over again, if we get some joy out of it, eventually it gets boring. And I don't want people who journal to become bored and stop journaling. So occasionally, maybe once a month, try it or random days. Draw a pirate map. Open your journal. All right. And what you do is put an X somewhere and say, this is my goal. This is the thing I'm hoping for. This is what I'm heading for. Right. And then what you do is all around the pages, start listing things that are the obstacles, the things that are getting in your way that stop you from getting there, right? The things that stop you from hitting that goal, that hopeful part that you're after, all right? And then what you do is you start drawing other things. What are the things, what are the people uh, that can help you get this? What are the things, the special things about you, the the things that, that make you who you are? What are those things that are special about you that help you get to there, right? And you start randomly putting them all over uh, the page, and then start drawing the dotted line. Go ahead and and when you get to an obstacle, say, how do I beat the obstacle? How do I do this? Do I go around it? Do I go through Make it? Make it a game. Exactly. And so you you create this game based around a pirate's map, getting to your goal. And you lay this whole thing down. But be completely honest with the things that can get in your way, the obstacles. You know, in a pirate's map, it's going to be the rock or the volcano, the dragon, whatever. But here you come up with the real good things. I don't have enough money to do that. Uh, I'm not saving enough money. I can't do this. I don't have that ability. I haven't learned this kind of thing. Okay. Um, I'm afraid. Okay. Those are the obstacles. But then you start putting the, the, you start adding things to your path about, I have friends that can help me. I can get investors. I could read a book. Those are the kind of things that start helping you get towards your goal. So you start playing the game there and you end up enjoying creating a path towards succeeding. All right. Did you come up with it? I, I, it was based on something else that somebody else was showing me. It was like mind mapping. But I said, no, nah, make it more playful. Make it a pirate pirate map because who doesn't want to be a pirate? Hmm. Arr. Arr. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, you know what? The Irishman. There you go. <laughs> there you go. They love being pirates. <laughs> um, you know what? As we're wrapping up here, Tiffany, you got one more quote for us? I actually have one more. Excellent. Then what perfect timing we have. Hi. Let's hear. This is going to be the best one, right? I you think so. You saved the best for last. All right. 
learn from yesterday. Yeah. Live for today. Hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning. I love it. You got to this one. I don't know who said that. You don't? No. Who said that? Oh, I figured you would know right off the bat. No, it sounds like the one from Disney. No. But it's not, oh, you stop with the Disney. <laughs> it's LeBron James said it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who said Come it? Come on. I, I don't know. Your neighbor from way back when. Aristotle? <laughs> Socrates. No. Who? Al- Albert. Einstein. Yeah. Albert. Oh, my gosh. For Pete's you know, sakes. Right. You, you know, give me a narrow it down a little bit for me. All right. Good. So once you told me neighbor, I realized it perfectly. All right. Awesome. Come on. Well, I thank you. you would know All right. that one. Well, I'm going to hope that next week I'll be better at guessing who uh, does the quotes. All right. Okay. Uh, but and what is next week? Next week is uh, next week. Monday is Monday. What? What is next week? <laughs> No, oh, it's on the up. it's on our website. If you if you want to know what's going on, because we don't even have it in front of us, you want to really know what's going on next week. Go to masterhappiness.com slash live. That's masterhappiness.com slash live, and you'll see uh, the we do the next couple of shows. Which ah, uh, gosh, for the light. Oh, I think it's legacy. Ooh. I think that's what it is. What do we hope to leave behind? How do we want to be remembered? That's what I think it is next week. Legacy. Legacy. All right. How much right. money's left in the will? There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, I think we're about done. We're wrapping up. Thank you so much for sharing your Monday evening with us. This has been Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. You've tuned in to WRLR 98.3, and we hope that you'll tune in next week and uh, catch our show every week uh, or anytime on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, etc. Look for Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. I am your host, Marty Jalove, and of course, my bestest buddy, Tiffany. She's right over there, the quote master. All right, and so we got to say goodnight. So say goodnight, Tiffany. Goodnight, Tiffany. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.